mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, The Light of Christmas. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Here now, Pastor Moody. I think one of the great truths of the Bible is the fact that Jesus Christ came to be the light of the world. Light came into this dark world that night in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. Prophets had had prophesied and and heralded the fact that he would come. And now finally he had arrived, fulfilling, amen, many of the prophetic words from the Old Testament prophets, amen, and that he was coming, amen, to be the Savior of the world. Angels had came and heralded to the shepherds on the Judean hillside that he was born in Bethlehem a Savior. Isaiah 9 and 2 said, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light, For they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. I want to tell you that if there was ever a day when we need to recognize the darkness that is prevailing across our land today in the lives of many, and we need church to direct them to that light, because those that dwell in the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Amen. Glory to God. There was a man by the name of Zechariah who was a priest that served in the temple that would be the father of John the Baptist. And the Bible said, he said in in Luke chapter 1 and verse 78, through the tender mercy of our God whereby the day spring uh, from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. I thought about what David said when he said, this poor man cried and he heard me and lifted me up out of a horrible pit, set my feet up on a rock and shined a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. I want to tell you that God is shining light today for all of those who are blundering around, wandering around in the darkness and not really sure where their destiny of eternity is and where they were going. Simeon, the Bible said in Luke chapter 2 and verse 25, and there was, behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same was a just and devout man waiting for the consolation, the hope of Israel. And it says that the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the leadership of the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought Jesus in, the young child Jesus Christ in, amen, to do for him according to the custom of the law, they took him, then uh, Simeon took him up in his arms and he blessed God, worshiped God and said, listen, Lord, now let your servant depart or die in peace 
according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. Listen, which you have prepared before the face of all the people. And here's the words, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. In Acts chapter 13, there was a time when there was a bunch of Jews that withstood Paul, amen, and they, the proconsul had believed and surrendered to Christ. And uh, Paul, he turned away from them and said, now we turn to the Gentiles. And he quoted what Simeon said. He said, because God has sent him and sent us to be a light to the Gentiles. I want to tell you, when you and I think about light we, uh, at Christmas, I want you to know it's more than just the pretty lights of decoration, more than just the pretty lights up on Christmas trees, and, and we decorate that as well. But I, I tell you, when I see Christmas lights and, and see the decorations, I'm reminded that there's a need for light in our world. In John chapter 1, the Bible said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now listen to verse 4. In Him was life. Amen. We live in a land of death. Somebody said we're in the land of the living, going to the land of the dying. No, sir. Amen. For believers, we are in the land of the dying and we're going to the land of the living. We're going to heaven. We're going to eternity. And John 1 and 4 said, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Listen, I want to tell you, Jesus is a wonderful light. Amen. In the darkness of your life and in the darkness of your despair. I've found that no matter where I am or what I'm going through, that Jesus Christ is my Savior, my Lord, my hope, my strength, my healer, my deliverer, my provider, my benefactor, everything that I could ever need, that's who Jesus is. He's like the Father. He never changes. Amen. The scripture said in the beginning, uh, amen, uh, that was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And in John, uh, Genesis chapter 1, it said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the first thing God commanded in that creation was, let there be light. And the scripture said, when that word came forth, and remember John 1 said, that word was Jesus, and it said, there was light. Amen. God said, I am the Lord, and I change not. James 1 and 17 said, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father, watch this, of lights. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, God is a God of light. And he's a God because light gives us hope. It gives us direction. It says with whom? There's no variableness. He never changes. Neither is there any shadow of turning. In the great Christmas song, Silent Night, Holy Night. The third verse of that song, amen, says, Son of God. He is love's pure light. Amen. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Then in the old Christmas favorite, hark the herald 
angels sing. The last verse, four, last verse of that says, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Glory to God. I want to tell you that the message and the songs of Christmas today are what they've been ever since that first Christmas. Amen. And that's that unto us, Amen. A child was born unto us. A son was given. And what the angel said to those shepherds that night, the lowest and the poorest of those of that whole part of the world were shepherds. And the angels appeared to them that night and said, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of glad tidings of great joy. For unto you is born in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And then there appeared a multitude and the heavens were filled and all of that area and they said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. I want to tell you these are dark days that we're living in. These are dark times that we're seeing now, amen, around the world and in much of our own country here in the United States. We're seeing darkness encroach upon the lives of people. Sin, amen, is having a devastating effect upon American society. People are doing what God said they would do in the last days. They're, they're calling evil good, and they're calling good evil. People's minds have been distorted, amen, from the real truth. And the truth is that Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and without him there is no light but only darkness. And sir, you can't make it in the darkness from here to eternity. You'll stumble and blunder your way right into hell, a horrible place prepared for Satan and those fallen angels. But I want to tell you that God sent his son into the world to be a light to us, to show us the way, amen, to the cross of Calvary where we could come and find redemption and be saved, amen. When you think of darkness, you can't help but think about the darkness of sin, Amen. The first recorded problem in the Bible was the problem of sin. And the scripture said there was darkness upon the face of the earth. And that darkness was caused by the fall of Satan out of, out of heaven and the angels that fell with him. They fell into the earth and, and darkness prevailed and, and confusion prevailed. And out of that chaos is what it's called God brought a wonderful order, amen, through his son Jesus. I remind you again what I read a moment ago, John chapter 1, verse 4 said, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. I wonder today, do you really comprehend the light? Amen. Does that, that means will you understand it? Will you admit that it is light that comes from God? Amen. Will you receive Jesus? Amen. As hope for your despair, as salvation for your sin, as healing for your sickness. Will you receive Jesus today? Amen. To be encouragement for your discouragement. Amen. To be hope for your despair. I want to tell you, but it said that they uh, comprehended it not. The scripture said, uh, Adam Clark rather said it means they prevented it not. 
didn't hinder it, but they wouldn't receive it. Adrian Rogers, the great Baptist preacher that used to be the chairman of the Southern Baptist Convention who went on to be with the Lord a few years ago said in the natural world there is nothing as pure as light. Light can never be defiled or corrupted. Jesus was the light that exposed sin yet he was never contaminated by it. The scripture said he was in this world and without sin. I want to tell you, he died for sin, but not in sin. He that knew no sin became sin for us on the cross. He took our place. He died a substitutionary, atoning vicarious death, which means in our place. And sin never touched the heart of Jesus Christ. He is so gloriously brilliant that in heaven, amen, he alone will illuminate the city. Amen. John would say that in heaven there's no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it for the glory of God does light it. And he said, and the lamb is the light thereof. Jesus Christ is the light of that heavenly place where we're going. All the nations of them which are saved will walk in his light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory to it. I want to tell you today, folks, that Jesus Christ is the only hope that we have to overcome the darkness of sin. Amen. Christmas is a wonderful time of the year, and it means a lot of things to people. Just a week or so ago, somebody contacted me and said, Pastor, can you tell us which subdivision or where is it in town that someone might take their children to see the beautiful Christmas lights. And, and I know that up at Georgetown, they have, uh, they, they have the, uh, the northern lights set up there that you can drive through. And in Louisville, there's a, a cave or a tunnel, I guess, that's like 12 or 13 miles that you can drive through displayed with all the lights of Christmas. And recently, my daughters and their husbands went down to Pigeon Forge, and one of them said, I'm excited to see the Christmas lights Amen. At Pigeon Forge, I've never seen them before, and it is quite a show. And all of these things are wonderful. And if you come down to my house, you'll see some, some lights, some decoration. But I want to tell you the greatest truth that ever world that the world ever knew was that end of the darkness. That night there shined a great light. Hallelujah. Light, amen, to find your way out of the despair that you're in and come in to the presence of God. You know, there's so many people today, amen, that are in such distress. There's so many people today that, that are wringing their hands and, and walking the floor and worrying about the things that are going on in our world and the encroachment of the darkness. There's so much that I've seen people who's been seemed like their minds have been overtaken by darkness. And, and this is nothing new. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm 68 years old and I've watched it all of my life as darkness has crept in and stole 
pull the light out of people's eyes and out of their hearts and out of their minds. And, and people at one time that, that had the wonderful hope of eternity in their life or, or grew up in a church where the gospel was presented or grew up knowing what it meant to be a Christian and they've walked away from the light and blundered off aimlessly into the darkness. And, and I want to tell you folks that God has not, we're not the children of night, the scripture said, but we're the children of the day. And God has called us with a holy calling, amen, to walk in this light because there's life in the light, amen. Again, in John 1 and 4, it said, in him was life, and that light was the life of men. That life was the light of men. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, who has saved us, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Listen, the, the light of God's word shines the light on your purpose for being here. Ecclesiastes said, this is the whole duty of man. The whole purpose of a man is to know God and to fear him and keep his commandments. And Jesus said, this is the commandment that you believe on him who he has sent, that you come to Christ, amen, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Listen, but now is made manifest or revealed. God shined the light by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death. Oh, praise God. I, I want to tell you that uh, there's one part of the ministry that I'm not going to miss when I get to heaven and that's that's trying to comfort grieving people and preaching funerals and, and trying to help people look beyond the grave to something more wonderful. But I want to tell you the scripture said, but it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality, life and immortality. I want to say that again, life and immortality to life through the gospel. Listen, our world is a place of uncertainties from the rising of the sun bringing an end to darkness of night is a certainty. We have the certainty of Christ's light to lead us on. And in the darkness of night, there's one thing you can know. The sun's going to rise in the morning and light is going to overtake the darkness of night and we're going to be able to see clearly the day that we're walking in. And, and God's word is like that. Amen. His word is, is a light. Amen. That gives us hope and gives us strength. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's by the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. And Lamentation said, just like the sun rises every morning, amen, his mercies are new every morning. I, I want to say this. You may have plunged deep into sin, deep into darkness, and feel like you can't ever get find your way out, but the sun's coming up. They used to sing in the morning, and his mercies every morning present themselves. And, and uh, Jeremiah said in Lamentations, great is thy faithfulness, 
Oh, God, hallelujah. I want to tell somebody today, God never changes. You may have come short, missed the mark, and failed the Lord, but God has never failed you. He still loves you, my friend. He's shining light today into your path. Amen. And he's trying to give you hope. Amen. To come to him and be saved. John said if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Listen, you can come back to fellowship with God. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses from all unrighteousness. Amen. And in a world that's consumed with darkness, in a world, you know, it seems to me like that much of the world is enamored with darkness. They're drawn to it. Uh, you know, I used to hear the saying that, you know, you're, we're drawn like a moth to the flame, you know, drawn to the light. But there's a lot of people that are drawn to darkness today. There's a lot of people today that, that have walked away from, from Christian upbringing. They've walked away from the hope of the gospel. They've walked away from the glorious light and the beauty of Christmas and what it truly means. I, I still cringe when I see somebody put up Merry Xmas and the X out Christ. They ought to X something else out and not Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, I, I maybe sometimes you might say, well, I appreciate you as being critical. They don't really mean to take out Christmas. It's just a short way to write it. No, when you take Christ out, you've messed the whole thing up, friend. I don't care what your motive was. I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He's the hope for salvation. Amen. If you're living and blundering out in the darkness. Maybe you've stumbled out in that darkness and you've fallen into a deep uh, over a, a precipice into a deep place that you don't know the way out. I'm here to tell you the light of Christmas, the good news that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, God loves you. And when it says that God so loved the world, that was his motive. That's the only reason he sent Jesus. He didn't come with some ulterior motive. Amen. He came to send Christ to be a savior for the world. That was his motive. That who so, he, His motive, God so loved the world, his, his, his means was that he gave his only begotten son. That's what he did. That was his method. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, that's the way we appropriate it. We receive it. Amen. Paul said, if you believe with your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. Amen. You see, there's something about Christ and this gospel, amen, bringing light into the darkness. In Psalms, 100, I mean, yeah, Psalms 119 and verse 130, the scripture said, the entrance of thy words gives light. When the word is preached, light is being presented. When the gospel is preached, light is being presented. It gives understanding under the simple. I have a, a, a spiritual son. I call him that pastors a church in Virginia right now, him and his wife. And, and many years ago, I married the two of them. And the wife's dad was a, a boyhood friend of mine. I, when I was a boy, he was a little older than me. He was a friend of mine. And uh, I, I remember them telling the story that a, a nephew was in a Christmas play and a church, and they, they were living deep in sin, away from God. In fact, the wife didn't even believe in God. And the young man, the husband, had been raised in church but had gotten away from it. And their life was involved with gambling and all kinds of things that was going on that was taking him farther and farther away from the light. 
But he said his nephew was in a Christmas play. And so they, because of their love for that nephew, went into that Christmas play. And that, especially that wife, knowing nothing about church, never darkened the door of a church. And she said, when I went in there that night, she said, something began to touch me. I began to have feelings I've not had before. She said, tears began to come into her eyes. She didn't understand what it was, but it was light piercing the darkness. It was the Holy Spirit bringing conviction, amen, for sin and trying to guide them out of that darkness into the marvelous light of salvation. And thank God, some years later, they made their way down the aisle of this church, surrendered to Christ, and God has called them out, and they're preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Shining the light, amen, in the hills of Virginia for all of those that are lost in darkness. This is Brother Moody. I just want to say it again. The entrance of God's word gives light. When Jesus came, amen, it came, he came to bring light. Amen. As the psalmist said, to give understanding to the simple, to those. The Bible said he made this way so plain that a wayfaring man or a fool couldn't err therein. Friend, the answer is Jesus. Christ alone is your hope. Give him your heart today. He's the wonderful, magnificent Amen, light of Christmas. And I pray that he shines hope into your life this season and that you'll give your life to him. Can we pray? Father, thank you for the privilege of presenting the gospel, for presenting Christ, God, to a dark and lost world. I pray that somebody will hear it and catch a glimpse of the light and say, I need to go to it. I need Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone that's watching us today that needs healing, that needs ministry, touch their lives, but especially that sinner man, that sinner woman, boy or girl, let them just say right now and say it out loud. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm in darkness. I'm in sin, but your word has shined a light in my life. Come into my heart and save me, Lord. If you did that, he did. And said I hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.